John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. Hey, John. It's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast. International edition. We talk about Gibson SGs. Yes. Where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington, United States of America. Great. Where else are we recording from? Uh, somewhere over the sea in England. Over the pond. Is that what they say? The pond? I think so. Well. Yeah. Have you ever heard pigs, 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 pigs? <laughs> I have. If you like your rock super sludgy. Yeah. Heavy enough to crack foundations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to want to know about our man, Adam Ann Sykes, because he is the guitar player for Pigs, 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 Pigs. <laughs> are you there, Adam? I am here. How are you doing? Where in England are you right now? Let's clear that up. I am currently in Lincoln, uh, which is a, a town. It might be a city. I think it's a town um, just on the east of, of England, sort of uh, a little bit south of Sheffield. Uh, we're playing a gig tonight here. Very nice little place. Have you already sound checked and all that good stuff? Yeah, we um, we actually got in quite early at the request of the other guys in the band um, because Newcastle United were taking part in what I believe was the FA Cup final. I have zero interest in football, um, but it was quite a big deal for the other guys. So they wanted to get the check gun out the way 
with enough time to watch the match. Is it true that your singer Matthew wears Newcastle shorts when you guys play? He's uh, become a little bit of a fitness fanatic, and he retired them for uh, some Muay Thai shorts now. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Does he show up with, like, black eyes and broken noses? Well, not quite. He's not quite at the level of professional uh, bouts yet. but um, Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the way he's going, but he's very good at it. He's been doing it a little while now. It's more so sort of mental health and physical health kind of thing for him. Yeah. Muay Thai just seems brutal. Yeah. Maybe it's the videos I've seen where people like kick down coconut trees or whatever with their shin. Ow. What are these guys doing? I've never seen Matt go ham on a coconut tree before. Well, you know. First time for everything. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Bring a coconut tree out on stage and, yeah. you know, just yeah. spring it on okay. I don't think there's any coconut trees in Lincoln, to be honest. He probably would be doing it if there were. Yeah. What do you got there, John? Today, in addition to talking about pigs, 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 we're going to be talking about the venerable Gibson SG. I've got a 61 custom shop reissue because I know that that's what Adam plays. Beverages. Yes, that was the beverage song. Adam Ian Sykes, mm-hmm. do you have a beverage? I do. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a 0% beer. It's a San Miguel, which admittedly wouldn't be my first choice, but um, it's what was backstage. I'm not complaining. I recently gave up drinking. John and Ed are both on the teetotaler thing. Those non-alcoholic beers are kind of a lifesaver. Yeah, 100% really scratches the inch. Exactly. There's a lot of non-alcoholic fake beverages, like gin and tonics and stuff. Those are terrible. Yeah. But non-alcoholic beers, perfect. I don't know what the scene is over there, but here that kind of market seems to be growing quite a bit. You can get some really good ones. I'll have to get a bit of a list from you if that's all right, because we're over in a couple of weeks, so that'd be good. Oh. We've got a few. There's one called Mash Gang. They brew out of Leeds. I work in a pub in Newcastle, and we sometimes get their stuff in. They're not the Hollock beers. Really good. What do you got, John? Oh, what do I have? Well, I have coffee like we do. Yeah. But I also have a strange-looking glass jar with a reddish-brown liquid in it. Mm -hmm. Ed has taken it upon himself to make me something. I made a juice. I'm a little scared. We got apples. Yeah. Blood oranges. Uh Uh-huh. Regular oranges. Lemons. Ginger. Yeah. Carrots. Carrots, huh? The carrots kind of cut in heavy, but, you know. Is this a blender job? Yeah, I've got a juicer. John's given me a look. I don't know what he thinks of this one. It sounds delicious. I think I like it. Okay. It's zippy. It is. Tart. Yep. Mm. Snappy. Every once in a while, I bust out the juicer and try and get John to expand, you know. Yeah. So you work in a bar in Newcastle. I do, yeah. Do lots of people there drink Newcastle? It seems to be people outside of Newcastle call it Newcastle. So much so that it takes me a while to register what you're talking about when you mention Newcastle. So we call it dog or brown ale. I don't know why it's called dog, but it is. It's no longer actually brewed in Newcastle, so you see it a lot less. And it's a real shame. I used to quite like it. I think it's brewed by Heineken or someone now. The suit's got a hold of it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I know that pigs, 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 pigs <laughs> has the uh, pigs X seven. Yeah. Is there an official version of the name that's oh. not pigs, 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 pigs? We call it pigs. Quite simply, pigs. The whole thing is reserved for radio DJs and taxi drivers, I think. Podcasters. <laughs> dumb podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did it come up? It was many years ago. It was Matt and Johnny. It was a bad day in the office. They were in a studio and with an old band losing their mind and just started reeling off a list of stupid band names. I remember sitting in a bar with Matt many years ago and he mentioned it. I'm definitely stealing that. Yeah. Sometimes you hear a name and you're just like, that's the one. We all had a practice. I insisted I was going to use a name whether they were in the band or not. Thankfully, they were up for a jam. And you guys have been at it since 2012, 10 years now. Right, yeah, 10 years, last October. How did you guys all meet? Um, Matt, Johnny, and Sam, the vocalist, uh, bassist, and the other guitarist. They've known each other for many years. They went to college together. And myself and you and the drummer, we knew them just from the scene in Newcastle and playing gigs. And Sam runs a studio and my old bands had used it. Me, Sam, Johnny and Matt had a few practices. Uh, Matt used to be a drummer huh. before he was a vocalist. So he was on drums. Temporarily, he knew he always wanted with this project to do vocals. So he was playing drums for a little while until we looked properly for a drummer, asked Ewan, and, and he said yes, thankfully. That first album, Feed the Rats, Ooh. it has a song on it, Sweet Relief. Yeah. That's clearly like a homage, is that right? I would say that's fair, yeah. How much is Sabbath an influence versus modern day bands? like Caius and Queens, you know, there's a lot. It goes through um, resurgence quite often, I feel. Queens of Stone Age still carry on a bit of it. Then you had bands like Uncle Acid that were doing really well and, and still are, you know. God knows where we fit into all that. I don't know how to describe our music, but Sabbath's definitely an unshakable influence, whether we wanted to shake it or not. We all love them, you know. Sure. We're incredibly derivative as a band, but we're derivative of enough different things that maybe it makes something interesting every now and again. A couple of the songs have the thing where there's like a hard pan of the guitar doing that stoner riff, and then it just builds to the second guitar coming in and doubling that line, you know, with the big pan. Fuck, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the other guitarist, Sam... He produces all of our stuff, runs a studio, and um, he does a lot of that sort of stuff. With this last album, Johnny recorded two takes on the bass, and one was panned hard left and one was panned hard right. On the bass, Love that's it. great. Love it. Because a lot of the time, other than it's Sam's lead lines or my solos, quite often we're playing the same thing in the same place, you know? Right. And so those pans, it's all down to Sam, really. It just sounds huge. What's your pedal situation like? I use more than I need, that's for sure. I change my fuzz each album. You can never have enough fuzz. No. That sounds like the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you using now? It is a Swamp Lord by Minotaur Electronics, who are, I believe, a Greek. Oh. I came across it, um, I think Jeff Matz was playing one. Minotaur Sonic Terrors. Yeah. The Swamp Lord. Really nice. I actually don't think I'm going to replace that with anything anytime soon. Um, 
the phase sound will be I use a Love Pedals vibe, which is really nice. What else have I got? I've got an Earthquake and Devices Palisades Tube Screamer. Really versatile. Really like that. I've been using the new Boss Space Echo. I have not tried one of those, but those are rad. They are, yeah. I just took a punt on it, and um, they're great. They do loads of stuff. What brought you to the 61 Gibson SG? I used to have a uh, SG Special, which I really liked. I liked how light it was, and that's a big thing for me. And it still had that heaviness, that weight to the sound, despite it being so light. And that took a few beatings. I used to pass out my guitar at the end of a set to the crowd. (laughs) There was one particularly energetic festival we played, an incredible festival called Supernormal. There were a lot of drugs going on that weekend. um, And some guy trying to be helpful wanted to pass it back to me on stage, but he threw it from the crowd onto the stage. And it being an SG, didn't like that so much. I was somewhat inebriated myself. I put it back in the case, didn't even look at it. And then um, we had a festival a couple of days later. (laughs) I asked Ewan, who was picking up the gear, to make sure it was okay. And he said, oh, yeah, it's fine, absolutely fine. And then got the festival in Scotland, I pulled it out, and uh, (laughs) I pointed out to him the the huge crack that went across the entire neck. That got glued together. It was all right, and then I accidentally smashed it myself. <laughs> so I had that, and then it was during lockdown, and I played an SG at the 61. I like a thin neck, a thin but wide fretboard, and um, I came across one on Reverb. It was a reissue, uh, 2007, and it was a limited white, kind of like a off-white color. That's in a few of your videos, right? Yeah, yeah. It definitely makes appearances. In one of the videos, someone's playing a jazz master. Yeah, I've got a jazz master. That's you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fender were kind enough to send me one of the newer ones. So I've used that for a few live shows. I absolutely love it. Well, what do you know about the year 1961 as far as the SG is concerned? Very little, to be honest. I think I can help you with that. (laughs) (laughs) John's going to learn us. Yeah. Yeah. That is the uh, Chase Bliss preamp Mark II pedal. That is basically every fuzz you could ever want in one box. Anyway, by 1961, sales of the actual Les Paul, you know, the single cutaway thing, had been flagging for Gibson. Wow, nobody's buying these things. I wonder if we just screwed the whole thing up. They're expensive and they're heavy. Yeah. There's the answer. Yeah. So they thought, we got to design a new thing. Let's make it lighter. Let's make the top of the neck more accessible so we'll have a double cutaway so we can get all the way up to that uh, 22nd fret. It's 22 frets clear of the body, which is cool looking, but maybe kind of a weakness. That's a nice place to snap a neck. Yeah. Was the double cutaway junior already out? Yes. Yeah. The neck is so thin on these SGs. In their marketing material, they called it the fastest neck in the world. Can you confirm or deny that? Is it pretty fast, Adam? I haven't played a wizard, so uh, I'm not the man to answer that question. The end result was that the whole thing was cheaper for Gibson to produce, so that was an upside for them and hopefully for the market. To this day, the SG remains Gibson's best-selling guitar of all time. 
All right. That's so crazy. The crazy part about this, Les Paul himself, the man, would later say that he was not a big fan of the SG. Didn't he hate it? Yeah, he didn't like it. But at the time it came out, he politely asked Gibson to take his name off of it. When it came out, was it the Les Paul SG? The Les Paul SG, yeah. He was getting a dollar for every guitar sold. And he said, yeah, can we just end that arrangement? (laughs) It had nothing to do with the guitar. Les Paul was going through a wild divorce from his wife at the time, Mary Ford. And I guess he didn't want her coming after any more money than she needed to come after. Can you imagine that? He'd rather just end the deal than fork over some dough to her. Two PAFs in it, PAF humbucking pickups. Patent applied for. Yeah, patent applied for. Two volumes, two tones. Let's go as necky as we can get. What is the neckiest tone we can manage? That's pretty necky. Let's flip that down into the bridge and let's see how nasty that can be. Yeah, that's a little bit. (laughs) That's the sound of progress, Ed. Now, I got to ask Adam. Uh In 1961, what were you going to pay in British pounds for one of these Les Paul SGs? Brand new, 1961. It was somewhat before my time. I'm going to hazard a guess. Okay. 260 pounds. 260 pounds. Ed, how about 1961 dollars? 1961 dollars. I think that 260 pound answer Uh is pretty dang good for dollars. Really? I think so. You know, you guys are both in the ballpark. It was 290 dollars. Which would have been 135 pounds. Oh, that was twice as much. We're professionals over here. I am anything but a professional. That's 2,400 pounds in today pounds. Right. What is that in dollars? $2,900. God damn. Yeah. Okay. Nice work, John. Oh, thanks. You know. (laughs) I consider myself learned. You have described your sound as a kick in the groin. Yeah. Who is it getting kicked in whose groin? That's a good question. I would say we get kicked in the groin as much as anyone else. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) What song is that, John? The new video? Ultimate Hammer? Yeah. It's so good. Go check that video out. It's a groin kicker. I'm really glad you said that. I had the idea for that for a while and then we were talking about video ideas. I was like, right, I'll do the next one. I've got this idea. I think it'll fit with the song. It's perfect. Mission accomplished. A guy called Matt Fleming helps out with a lot of our videos, but he takes a helm and he's great. We owe a lot to him for that. Cheers, Matt Fleming. Yeah. The cool prism effect. Yeah. You could totally see Sabbath using that effect. That's kind of what we were hoping for, that kind of 70s top of the pops. It was a pain in the arse to edit, I have to say, because no two run through with the same lens filter. Yeah, I think we got there in the end. Well, we don't want to give away the spoiler, but would you mind if we played the song? Go for it. Pigs, 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 pigs. Ultimate Hammer.
man, that bass in that thing is savage. It seems like the kind of thing you feel in your spleen. That's what we go. <laughs> you said that the idea for that video came with the last album. Did 2020 put a huge kibosh on plans and stuff? You had the idea and then COVID hit. No, not really. We were just talking about it in passing just for future idea. That was all. Mm -hmm. It was just a kind of half-cocked idea. I was talking to um, one of the guys that runs our record label, Rocket Recordings, and I was describing the idea, and he mentioned the end. And he's like, that needs to be a Jaws moment. It's like, it does. That's it. So um, it's a 70s rock version of Jaws in an incredibly loose way. <laughs> well, you know, Ed, the touring that these guys are doing is coming to our shores. Tell me about it. March 25th, they're going to be in our city, Seattle. Man. Yeah. Are we going to go hang out? I think maybe we should, don't you think? I think so. Madam Lou's downtown. March 25th, all you Seattle people. Yeah. Are you going to bring all that orange gear with you to the States? We'll have it. It won't be ours. Orange are very kindly helping us out. We're going to hire some stuff off them. We'll have a lot of amps, a lot of cabs. You know, I noticed that the lyrics in Ultimate Hammer are actually pretty optimistic. It's quite nice the way we write. We'll write the music, and it's quite often when it's recorded that we actually hear Matt's lyrics. He likes positivity, and I think that comes across a lot in his lyrics. It's a darker album lyrically as well as musically, this new one. So maybe it does stand out a little bit. I think it's a good juxtaposition. The thing that keeps coming back to me is in that kind of genre, the sludgy, doomy, whatever you want to call it, most people wait for the head bobbing part. In what you guys are doing, that's the whole thing. It's like you guys cut to the good part and just stayed there. Cut to the good part and stayed there. Yeah. I think it's great. Well, thank you very much. Who did the album art for Land of Sleeper? That was a fella called Callum Rooney, who is from New Zealand. The guys that run Rocket Recordings are both graphic designers, so it makes the whole artwork thing real simple. We give them a brief, and they give us a lot of names, and we go through them and go, yeah, that, that's the one. The art and the title, they tie together really well. I'm not entirely sure I know what's going on in the art, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, neither are we. 70s sci-fi book was a big part of the brief, and then a lot of the lyrics on this album, Matt's lyrics are about sleep dreams and and such and then we liked the idea of a world in dreams you know and maybe not necessarily even where you go where you dream but there being an actual physical manifestation of that so you are coming over to the states when does that start and where are you hitting we are heading over on I believe the 8th of march we're in south by southwest for six days we're very excited for it. We've got some nice showcases and we're doing a jam in the van session. Those are great. Yeah, we're doing New York. Uh, we're in LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, Chicago, Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington. And then somehow the first New York date sold out. So we've got a second one at the end as well. That's killer. Where can people go to find out all about pigs? I would say probably www.pigsx7.com. Okay. For our part, we have to thank you so much for taking the time, especially before a show, Adam. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. It's been very enjoyable indeed. Thank you very much. 
Where can people find us at? Instagram. Or www.thehighgain. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to take some pictures of this 61 SG so everybody knows what we've been talking about this whole time. Cool. I think we all did a great job. Do you? This week, I think everyone was fantastic. Adam, how do you think it did? I think we all did sterling job. Sterling. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Okay, we'll see you, Ed. Bye.